MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. Today, Trump stops our own military from going after Russia. New numbers out of Iowa? Mulvaney is confused. Ali Chalupa says her testimony is a GOP bluff. A Bolton speech leaks. The Stone trial. And a possible end run around removal after impeachment. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Amanda Reeder. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good, tired. Yeah. Good, know. tired. Yeah. Weird Good ass comma, day. Tired. Yeah. Weird ass day. Yeah. yeah, it is weird. Yeah, we're all going through some personal things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad we're here. Yeah. Yes. Glad we're here recording the show together. Yeah. Me this too. is the thing. Yes, this is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Got your puffy shirt on. Yep. All right. Jordan's shirt says puffy delivery. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, is that like a dispense, like a weed delivery service? And AG was like, no, they deliver PD to your house. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is also just free advertising, yeah. mostly. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, puffy delivery. Yeah, there you uh, go. Show promoter gave it to me instead of cash. Yeah, <laughs> that always is weird too. Like when you do a comedy show and you're supposed to get like your manager gets ten percent of the sweatshirt. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. The person who gave this to me might actually listen to our podcast, and uh, he is always really awesome. Oh, sweet. Yeah, he always uh, gives a bunch of weed stuff. So it's is like it Zach. It's yes. Oh, well, <laughs> yes. Is it Zach? Yes. <laughs> So it's well worth it. Yeah, he's got so many companies and yeah. stuff going on. This was actually part of the coolest goodie bag I've ever received on yeah. a show. It was a sweater. It was a shirt. It was a blunt. It was everything. edibles. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it was really cool. I'm. I'm just kidding. Thank you, Zach. No, he he, he is a good show promoter. <laughs> he so. really is. Yeah, and he'll he'll get you paid too. So mm-hmm. it's not just shirts. Yeah. No, he's awesome. All right, now that we've advertised for Puffy Delivery and, and Zach, Zach Miller, Miller. <laughs> we are now uh, ready to do the news, and there's a lot of it. Uh, so let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. So I think I forgot to script this, but Trump stops our own military from going after Russia. So I'm just going to do this as sort of ad lib. I, I didn't put it in the thing, but I'm just noticing it now that I'm reading the intro. Apparently, Trump was watching CNN and saw that, uh, you know, the Navy w- was doing their thing that they do in in the sea. And <laughs> he was he thought it was aggressive towards Russia. And so he called up Bolton at home and complained. And then the White House stopped those uh, things from ha- what the, they basically called the Navy and told the Navy to stop it. That's crazy. That's crazy town. And that came out in, I think, uh, Christopher. uh Oh, what's his name? One of the one of the depositions that w- that happened. In fact, I I think I do have it in the script. Let's read on and see what happens. <laughs> uh, but big news today: we learned that Trump has considered firing the intelligence community inspector general Michael Atkinson. You'll remember we saw him testify on television, and he wanted to fire him for alerting Congress to the fact that the DNI failed to forward the whistleblower complaint. That's blatant abuse of power, possible obstruction of justice, and. I think impeachable on its own. This is from a New York Times report that just dropped today. And today is what, Tuesday? Uh, And so it's, you know, the Dem reps have said if Trump does retaliate against the inspector general, that itself 
could be an article of impeachment. So mm-hmm. Ro Khanna came on uh, television and said that. So mm-hmm. I thought that that was interesting. Um, I mean, I, I, I can't believe that he, he didn't learn from the, the Comey firing that that's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You would think he would learn, but actually, you would not think that he would learn. Yeah, that's true. Endless barrage of obstruction. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so many people said in the book Fear that he's incapable of learning and he doesn't listen. So it stands to reason that he would just keep trying all this stuff over and over again, which, yeah. is, which is what it is. And yet every time he does it, it's always just like a slap in the face, even though it shouldn't be surprising. It's like my dog when he tries to eat my burrito. <laughs> again? Again? <laughs> Have you not learned? <laughs> yes. <laughs> on a national level. <laughs> on a national level, yes. There Batting be... away your dog from your burrito on a national level. Yeah, yeah you're, you're classified burrito. <laughs> there should be an amusement park ride called the Trump. And uh, what happens is it's like a merry-go-round that goes quickly. And there's like, there's a hand that slaps you in the face <laughs> just continuously over and over again. That's all it is. It's just bah, 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 bah. the carousel Trump just slap. slapping everyone on the face. <laughs> 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 Trump is the manifestation of all of America's daddy issues. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And on. mostly his own. His own. Yeah. yeah. I think that comes from <laughs> yeah. his. Have you seen his daddy? I agree. But you're so right, though, because the, the people that follow him, especially I was to, I was going to say especially the women, but that's not even true. It's it's the women and the men and folks who are non-binary that support him for some reason also. <laughs> <laughs> I have to throw that in there, even if when there, even when I'm throwing shade. I, yeah, for like the two people. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, we saw on that podcast. Are there any um, non-binary people for Trump? I feel like you would be hard pressed to find many of them. Yeah, I think so too. But remember when we were at Politicon and we were at that, pod, that, being that said, live podcast? Yes, of, not trans, to trans paint women? every single LGBT person with the same brush. But yes, I'm just gonna, you know. Although she. I remember there was one trans woman and then another, another. I at, think. At the panel at Politicon. Yes. I think someone identified as a gay cross-dressing male, though. Yep. Right? Indeed. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So that whole, and then just a random ass run-of-the-mill cisgendered white woman. <laughs> super From the Trump supported. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, we weren't spiritually prepared no. at Politicon <laughs> to uh, be be engaging with Trump supporters on that level. No. I certainly wasn't. But no. you know what? But the, yeah, the main issue, daddy issues all around. I want to say it was a learning experience, but it was not. <laughs> you just learned more yeah, about what's not... wrong with Trump supporters? Indeed. Yeah, it was like a rage experience. It was so hard to sit there and not um, just burst out. But it's which... good. I think some of us did. Yeah, I did on a couple of occasions because they were talking about what I'm specifically an expert in. Yeah. And I was like, nope. And they were like, yep. And then they were like, you don't even know. You're in the military. You can't have diabetes. I'm like, I'm a veteran. You can be in the military and have diabetes. Maybe not when you join, but like if you get it, they don't kick you the fuck out. Yeah, because the question was You don't know that. Yes, no, I do. I really do. Yeah. Was funding like... um, it was like gender confirmation medication, right? And surgery, yeah. And surgery, yeah. And then they were, they were, yeah, they were like, if you have diabetes, you're not allowed to serve. It's like, what? That is all wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> not how any of this works. Oh God. Anyway, go to therapy, everyone. Yep. <laughs> we're all going tomorrow. Wednesday's therapy. We day. are going. Wednesday is therapy day. <clears throat> On Wednesdays we go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sit with us. Yeah. On Wednesdays we see Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, impeachment day. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh, it's like Christmas morning, dude. I know, I know. I'm excited. I don't yeah. believe in Santa, but I do believe in Adam Schiff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Santa I like chef. how you pulled away from the mic with a satisfied face like, yeah, that was a bomb-ass line. Right there. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> like, I just said that. Mm. It was. It was Thank a good you. Line. Thank you. This is why we need video people. The pride was so fantastic. <laughs> I'm hilarious. You are. That Have me funny. on your shows, everyone. <laughs> hey, when you drop a good line. Yep. You yeah. got to sit in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what else is happening tonight? House Dems are meeting tonight ahead of the first public hearings, Ooh. which, like I said, kick off tomorrow, uh, which is today if you're listening today, because uh, tomorrow's yesterday. Uh, with they with Bill Taylor, right, and George Kent, and Republicans are also prepping. They've had a mock hearing Tuesday behind closed doors. I wish someone had a video of that. Uh, I think Republicans know they cannot stop impeachment in the House, so I think their strategy will simply to be. Uh, trying to prevent any more Americans from supporting removal mm-hmm. after impeachment. Mm-hmm. I think that's all they're trying to do is to keep that needle from moving up to 60% plus mm-hmm. for Americans who support impeachment and removal. That's literally it. And they'll, tr- they'll try to do it by muddying the waters and stuff like that. And a memo of the Republicans' defense strategy has leaked, and some here's some key points. They are saying that the July 25th call shows no conditionality or evidence of pressure. Uh, they say Zelensky and Trump have both said there was no pressure. And and this kills me because I've had people like some some people tweet <laughs> at me saying Zelensky said there was no pressure. And I'm like, OK, so if a woman came up to you with bruises and a black eye and a fat lip and said her husband doesn't beat her and that a box fell on her face, you're going to believe her mm-hmm. uh, or you're going to believe that. Um, yeah. And to think about the like the conditions of when he said that they're sitting two podiums Zelensky and Trump sitting there with cameras in the world watching them meanwhile Trump is inserting his own yeah yeah see it was fine it was fine it's like this is not yeah and you're gonna make friends with Putin mm-hmm. and Zelensky's all hail yeah um I just did the, the neck tie pull <laughs> the, it's kind of like the the no respect no respect but that's more of a tie straightening than a neck loosening move, just so you know, uh, so you can get the comedy visuals. <laughs> uh, they also say the Ukrainian government was not aware of a hold on military aid during the July 25th call. That has been blown out of the water by multiple testimonies. And the U.S. security assistance hold was lifted on September 11th. And as we know, it was actually lifted a couple days earlier by Bolton. So <laughs> um, all of those things are lies, but they don't care. Uh, and they know that again, their whole point here is to muddy the waters and to make people disbelieve these, uh, folks that are going to testify publicly. Mm -hmm. Um, Richard Burr in the Senate has said he thinks the impeachment trial in the Senate could go for six to eight weeks. Hmm. So what happens if new evidence like tax returns or Mueller grand jury materials come to light during the Senate trial? Are they locked out? I don't know. I have to ask. That's a really good question. Maybe like Jill Wine-Banks or something. Like what what happens if new evidence arises after you've drafted the articles of impeachment? I think it's too late. Yeah, because you... Well, so we talk about if they're going to include the totality of crimes that he has committed or at least breaking of policy and norms that could be impeachable offenses. And if they don't... Then it's, I have a similar question. What if at some point, like, like, can the Democrats decide, oh, hey, actually, we want that to be included? They can't, right? Because whatever they pass in the House is like set in stone, I imagine, to some degree. I don't know. Unless the rules they made up, oh, not made up, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is according to the rules, which I've just made up. Uh, unless the rules that they put in place say it in there, which I don't think I saw anything about adding, you know, crimes after the fact Uh, But Adam Schiff has said that he plans to give an opening statement laying out the scope of the Trump impeachment investigation. 
So that'll be extremely important because if he leaves out stuff like the tax returns and if he leaves out obstruction in the Mueller report, if he leaves out the fact that we found out today in the Stone trial, and you'll go over this, that Trump lied, if they leave that out, then I'm presuming they aren't going to make room or allow it to be added later, especially if it's already left the House and the impeachment articles have been drafted and the president's been impeached. I don't know if you can impeach a president twice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it, you know. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> just keep impeaching him until... <laughs> to, just keep impeaching him until they're yeah. all dead. Well, again, another situation where the founders were not anticipating a president who would continuously crime and have such a lengthy list of things that you could put into... A scope, a scope of impeachment that you would even need to think about that, right? Yeah, and we were joke. We would joke about how, like, on Mueller, she wrote on the sister podcast about how you know he needs to stop criming so that Mueller can write his report. Mm-hmm. And we, there was like memes going around with Mueller, like head in his hand, like, oh shit, stop it, so I can finish, you know. And and I, it, we're just you just have to draw the line at some point, I guess. Yeah, but to leave out the testimonies of like Mulvaney and Bolton, uh, to leave out. Anything from the Mueller investigation, specifically obstruction of justice charges, which I think they'll probably include because it's just laid out so beautifully. In the Mueller report. Yeah. Yeah. Tom McGahn stuff. Um, For one thing. (laughs) I just, I don't know. And we're still waiting for that McGahn decision. Mm -hmm. He hasn't even been able to testify yet. Uh, Hopefully it'll come by December 10th-ish. And then, you know, if we're still doing impeachment hearings... Who knows? But we might have already voted on articles by then. It's just I'm, I'm interested to see how, first of all, how the scope that Schiff lays out tomorrow morning. Mm. And then I'm interested to see how the timeline goes from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we're all interested. No, no one cares. <laughs> so he'll be giving a he'll be giving a, 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 test, a, a statement tomorrow morning. Yeah, he'll make yeah. An, like an opening statement, which will be like an opening argument. Mm-hmm. Is it going to start? I, I like, so, Sorry, interrupt. So today, when you're listening, yeah, yeah. Is it going to start at like five a.m. Then the coverage starts at five. Oh, I have Jesus. not been able to find out. <laughs> yeah. um, that's West Coast eight eight yeah I'm eight a.m. A bit early today. I'm imagining it probably starts at nine a.m. Eastern time. I haven't okay. been able to f- find a definitive date. Yeah. Um. Let me see if I can. <clears throat> I did see an article. Um, look it up real quick. Yeah. What time? Do the bars close in Philly? That's <laughs> the first suggested. What time is it in San Diego? Oh God, that's great. <laughs> what time does Disney Plus launch? What oh, time sh- does dude. Costco close? While you're looking that up, I got Disney Plus. I, did I am too. such I did. a basic Disney fool. I am too. I am too. <laughs> oh my god! Everyone's like, "Have you not heard of stealing things?" And I'm like, uh, yeah, "I'm just not a thiever." It's amazing. We I watch Disneyland sometime, dude. But I have but on an the... annual pass. Oh my god, that's how psychotic. But I, I want to go when it's really not busy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's we good. gotta go. I uh, I got the ones that I th- I think like weekends are blacked out anyway. So okay, yeah, cool. we could go on a Monday. Let's I would love that. Do it. Yes. There you go. The hearing starts at ten a.m. Sweet. Oh, good. That's so reasonable. So that's seven a.m. here. here. It's okay. I wonder if they did that because they want America to watch. Yeah, maybe. And if they started at the crack of dawn, we'd be sleepies. Yeah, all the sleepy heads. So Adam Schiff will give his opening statement, uh, and then I assume the Republican uh, ranking minority member who might be Jim Jordan could be Nunes. Ugh, I don't know what the fuck they're gross. doing. We'll give a, probably an opening statement as well, and then they will go 45 minutes each side asking questions, and uh, Ted Liu was on Anderson Cooper 360, I think, and he said, so... 45 minutes and he's not going to he didn't say whether it was going to be Adam Schiff or or this other guy who's going to ask the questions the attorney dude but yeah Mm -hmm. who's a a sexy justice calendar 
yes. contender for is sure. Is this the same the same guy who they've used in the past? No, no. it's a okay. different guy. Okay, cool. Um, let me see. Impeachment lawyer for Dems. <laughs> He's really, really rad. Um, used to work with Mimi Roca. Mm. Oh, cool. Uh, and is very cool. I was just Daniel thinking, Goldman. I'm nice. oh, sorry to interrupt you, AG. Dan- Daniel Goldman is his name? Yeah, here he is. Oh, he? he is sexy. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> if I were a dude, this would not be okay. <laughs> I objectify. Men. Hey, you know what? The pendulum swings. Yeah, I do find that I I can't say that co- those comments about women because there's such a historical background of like women getting creeped on. But when it's a dude, I'm just like, oh yeah, look at that tush. <laughs> That's not okay. You know, but you do it on both sides of the aisle. This is true. You know. Yeah. Yeah, politically at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, um, like the the exact opposite of a sexy justice calendar would be like pictures of everybody who's going to be indicted in Trump's impeachment in uh, orange jumpsuits. Yes. Oh, yeah, the prison calendar. Oh, yeah. that would be fun. Yeah. We sh- we could revamp the calendar. A, fel- a fantasy indictment league calendar. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, we- you know what I mean. And like, like, just oh. y- you remember the Photoshop from the last calendar? Yes. Like. All oh, of yes. Trump's people in, in orange jumpsuits. Orange yeah, jumpsuits. we can uh, instead of we can call it like the greatest hits of impeachment, but instead of greatest hits, we'll call it the greatest shits. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest shits of impeachment, and we'll put them all on toilets. Yeah, sure. Why I not? Don't I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll do those are orange jumpsuits. Big dick have toilet like wine flaps. Look creatively. <laughs> do they have flaps? They have poop flaps. Poop <laughs> <in the> jumpsuits. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a like a tra- like like a toddler's pajamas. I know. Funny phrase. <laughs> it is hilarious. And poop flaps. flaps because poop flaps are ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> My dad used to tell this joke. His favorite joke was <laughs> everyone earmuffs if you don't like poop jokes. Um, he would say, "Why is poop tapered?" So your butthole doesn't slam shut. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I like that joke to tell to a, a child because <laughs> she's laughing, but it's more like <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, boomer. The snort doesn't lie. I like. I like. <laughs> call me out for my quiet snort that I thought I got away with, Jordan. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that's uh, probably the first snort on the podcast. I've really tried to hold it back until now, but oh, I can't yeah. lie to myself or you guys anymore. Yeah, we didn't really. I, I like... snort a little when I'm really something is very funny. Yes, it's an honor. Good. But yeah, poop flaps. I don't think they have poop flaps. No, I've, I think I've never. Take the suit off. I've never seen poop flaps on canvas. Like, right? Because it, it's like a <laughs> sounds like a paint thing. <laughs> This I call poop flaps on canvas. <laughs> a still life. Because <laughs> it's like, it's always like softer material, like jammies that have the poop flaps, you know? Yep. <clears throat> also, oh God, yeah. Uh, In prison, off. are they going to be like, hey, dude, can you undo my poop flap? That's like a horrible <laughs> premise. That's <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, this needs to be. We're going to hell. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. I will say that all my friends will be there. Yeah. Same. Yeah. If we it's are. Real. It's not real, but if, you know, if it were. Three privileged white women talking about the hilarities of being in prison. <laughs> Sorry. No, we're talking about the joys of pooping. This is true. Okay. The one time I did go to jail, though, I did have to wear the correctional gear, and it was a two piece. Like so a bikini? No- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It was Vegas. <laughs> it's a little striped bikini. Here you go. Here's your thing. Oh, God. Here's your bologna sandwich and your bikini. Oh, God. There's the I back. I have bologna. <laughs> That's all they have. That's all they have. I got the butt end of the baloney too. Oh, they got the baloney butt? I got the baloney butt. (laughs) It was awful. (laughs) I'm sorry we're laughing so much, but I'm not because we've all had a really rough day. We we, have. We need this. Yeah. Sorry. So thank you for um, indulging us. Uh, Not trying to be insensitive to to baloney or poops. Yeah. Mm. Or the plight of prison. Well, for sure, Roger Stone's going to need a poop <sighs> flap. I hope so. That guy poops a lot. He's full yeah. Of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope that he is going to prison. I think he will. Yeah, I hope so. I think he will. There's pretty good documentary evidence. Um, yeah. We'll see. The jury, I think, is nine women, three men. Mm-hmm. I like those numbers. I think the alternates are women, too. All of them, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so is that more about the Stone trial? Is that what's coming up next? I'm curious. Soon, uh, I wanted to talk about um, in the impeachment hearings, we know that obviously the Republicans sent a letter to the Dems saying they want to subpoena multiple people to testify. And one of the people on their list was Alexandra Chalupa. Hmm. Um, She's a longtime Democratic consultant and Ukrainian-American activist. She says she's itching to testify in the public impeachment hearings. But if she's so eager to testify against Trump and the three amigos... Why did the Republicans list her among the witnesses they want to hear from? Um, There's a theory that uh, Ali Chalupa has. A little backstory here from Politico. Chalupa has been at the center of efforts by Trumpers to draw an equivalence between A, Russia's attack on our 2016 election, with B, the efforts of a small group of Ukrainian bureaucrats who allegedly worked with Chalupa to research Manafort's ties to Russia. Uh, This is what's causing Trump to say the DNC was working with Ukraine because he was saying that the DNC was working with Chalupa uh, to get dirt on Manafort. The dude who was convicted and is in prison. That's the one. (laughs) But the DNC says Chalupa was working on her own and the research on the Manafort crimes that ultimately caused his firing from the Trump campaign were released by an independent Ukrainian government agency and publicized by a member of the Ukrainian parliament. Chalupa says the whole conspiracy theory against her came from Russia, pointing to a statement from Russia's spokeswoman in December of 2016, accusing Ukraine of trying to sabotage Trump's campaign by exposing that Manafort hid millions in payments for his work with Yanukovych. So the GOP is claiming that Chalupa's work, which all happened before Manafort resigned uh, the Trump campaign and all happened before he was literally convicted on eight felony counts for what she was looking at, Proves, they say, that foreign election interference plagued both campaigns. They're trying to draw this false equivalency. I feel like that just doesn't hold up if the person was actually guilty of the crimes that were investigated. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And Chalupa says she relishes the opportunity to push back in public testimony against the Republicans' false claims. She says... Quote, it's clear the Republicans are gaslighting the public by putting me on their list of witnesses. It's a bluff meant to smear and distract from Trump's impeachable offenses. I'm the last person Republicans want to testify publicly. My testimony would be especially damning to Trump, Manafort and Putin. And the GOP knows this. So because Chalupa began sounding alarm bells about Manafort in 2014, way back in the day. And in April of 2017, Ukraine began investigating Manafort's role in the shooting of anti-government protesters when he was Yanukovych's top advisor. The renewed interest stemmed from a hack on Manafort's daughter's phone, where she texted her sister about their dad, saying, quote, don't fool yourself. The money we have is blood money. Oh, damn. You know, he has killed people in Ukraine, right? Holy Knowingly. shit. Man- Wait, sorry, Manafort's daughter? Mm hmm. 
Oh my god! To, his, to, to her sister, her other daughter, Jeez. his other daughter. Oh my god! Talk about a rebel. So Bill Taylor said in his deposition that it was a Ukrainian member of parliament that leaked the black ledger of Manafort's finances because he wanted to undermine Trump. Uh, the ledger showed $12.7 million in cash payments uh, earmarked for the Manafort by Yanukovych's pro-Russian party of regions. So that's what's going on with uh, Chalupa. So we'll see if she, you know, she, she says, yeah, and we'll see if they call her bluff. We'll find out probably tomorrow, uh, maybe a little bit later, because we did get from Adam Schiff who's coming up next week to testify. And that is uh, Tuesday. And this is next week, not this week. Tuesday, Jennifer Williams. That's Pence's lady. Uh, not, you know, the, she owns it, but uh, the, you know, uh, chief of staff on detail. Uh, one of, no, one of, one of his staffers, one of his advisors. Tuesday afternoon, Kurt Volker and Tim Morrison. So three people on Tuesday. And then Wednesday morning is Gordon Sundland. And Wednesday afternoon is Laura Cooper and David Hale, three people that day. And then Thursday is Dr. Hill, Fiona Hill. And then he says more details to come. So that is a little look into next week's schedule for public impeachment hearings. And Mick Mulvaney has decided now to not sue the Trump administration. And he's just going to defy the subpoena. Uh, all my beans on Trump getting him to like calling him up and offering him a pardon, by the way. Um, the Mulvaney two-step goes like this. So Friday, he wanted to join the Kupperman lawsuit. Monday, he announced solo, going solo lawsuit. And then Tuesday, he dropped the idea altogether. Sources at the White House are now discussing whether Mulvaney should stay in his job. And finally, before we uh, head to break and uh, after the break, stick around because we're going to go over the Stone trial. And there is some mega, mega news in that. But uh, Politico published an article about a possible way to get Trump removed by the Senate um, using Senate rules. Basically, they're saying that it would only take three Republican senators to oppose whatever rules Turtle Dick Mitch proposes and demand they add a new rule if they're going to vote for the rules. And that rule would allow for an anonymous vote. One problem with that is it says in the Constitution 20 senators can require a journal entry for members' votes per the Constitution. However, the journal's clause in the Constitution also says each house shall keep a journal of its proceedings and from time to time publish the same, accepting such parts as may, in their judgment, require secrecy. So it's kind of a back and forth now, and a lot Mm -hmm. of people are weighing the pros and cons of this. Um, So you would only need three defecting Republican senators instead of 20, Mm. which is a lot easier. Yes. Way, way easier. (laughs) Definitely. So we are the Romney three now. Uh, But there's there's pros and cons to this, right? Removal would get him the fuck out of office and it removes the risk of four more years of Trump. Mm -hmm. Yay. Uh, But it also gives us Pence for a year and it also gives probable pardon of Trump by Pence. Um, And without Trump on the 2020 ticket, Dems could lose momentum for 2020. Because that, I'm sure, is going to inspire a lot of people to go out and vote against him. Mm -hmm. Uh, An anonymous vote would also allow senators to not be held accountable Mm -hmm. for their votes. Um, So there's that you have to take that into account, too. I tend to lean toward not doing that anonymous vote, holding the GOP senators to account for their votes. But do we even trust the 2020 election, given all the GOP cheating and gerrymandering, voter suppression, voter ID, fraudulent laws and foreign interference, uh, et cetera? So, you know, we, we don't remove him. We keep him in relying that we'll be able to you know, remove him by election in 2020 and hold those GOP senators accountable as well. Or we don't and we hold those senators accountable. We play it the way it's supposed to be played, or at least what was it intended in the Constitution, I believe, uh, but run the risk of gambling on the 2020 mm-hmm. election. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on the accountability thing. I don't want people to... I, I would. 
it would really suck to not be able to look back and see who voted for it and who voted against it. Yeah. And and I'm thinking, too, that the election, whether Trump is removed and they put Nikki Haley or Ivanka in or whatever, is still going to be interfered with no matter who the Republican nominee is. And if Trump is on that ticket, we might have a lot more energy in the Democratic Party to vote him out. And then we would also be able to use the accountability against the senators. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's kind of how I'm leaning. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're getting there. And it's weird. Well, because a year ago we were talking about, you know, remove him, get him out of office. We, we get him out of office. But now that we're, you know, a couple months away from election season starting, it's like, ooh, how good would it feel to vote him out? It's it's like I, I feel like I'm we're almost there, you know, but then people are dying. People like it's bad. It's yeah. So but like, would that stop if Pence were president and Trump were pardoned and we might have a less likelihood of winning in 2020? It's like, uh, I don't I don't want to get him out of office or keep him in office for political reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. But there is a long game and mm-hmm. a short game that you have to mm-hmm. consider. Right. Yeah. It's sort of like a it's a it's a variable mm-hmm. of, of, of whether or not we will not not just get him out, but then also take back. The presidency, you know, mm-hmm. so well, that, we we will know one year from today whether we made the right choice or whether, well, I, they made the right choice I yeah. guess, or not. And having control of bar too is is such a key element of all of their offensive moves right now. Yeah, because if we impeach and then they do this anonymous vote and remove and we can't hold the senators accountable and they put Nikki Haley on the ticket, it's going to be harder for us to beat her than it would for us to beat Trump. And if we don't beat her, we can't get rid of Bill Barr Mm -hmm. and put an attorney general in there that will convict um, pretty much everybody. Yeah. (laughs) All the stuff, all the stuff that he's done and continues. I mean, Barr and Pence working together with like more authority than they have now is really scary because they're both super fucking Christian mm-hmm. and diabolical as yeah. fuck. Yeah. 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 I And it's crazy is not out on the table for everyone to see. It's Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I should say when I say super Christian, I mean, you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah, yeah. Republican Christian, not yes. actual Christian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also I don't think any of us are talking about Christians who who practice respectfully and allow mm-hmm. people the space to not be Christian or to hold different values. No one is talking about those people. We're talking about the people who are forcing an agenda down the throat of people who don't want it. Yeah. We're talking about the fake Christians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know who we mean. Mm-hmm. You know who you are. <laughs> and you're not listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if you are, that's weird. Um, I doubt that. <laughs> we did. We used to get grudge tuggers was what we called them. Grudge tuggers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It, like Trump, pro-Trump. Uh-huh. People who would just listen and like hate jerk off to our show. Yeah. The one guy, John Spurlock, that tried to yes. ask AG out on a coffee date. So many times. <laughs> but, was also, but also, and I quote, said, fuck you in the heart. Um, it, bitch. Maybe fuck you in the heart. Thank you. Thank you. A, <laughs> I forgot that. He wanted a Conway style arrangement with you, AG. Oh, like, like what like what Kellyanne Conway and her husband have this oh, like yeah. weird like Democrat Republican work on completely different sides of the aisle politically like we should fucking hate each other but like we have some mm-hmm. yeah grudge tugs yeah yeah maybe that was his deal with you mm-hmm. he was like I love hating you yes yeah Probably. Uh, uh, that's I'm sure that's a thing weird. um you know and hey consenting adults you go mm-hmm. <laughs> get out with your bad selves <laughs> super weird 
Tug it. Slightly differing opinions. <laughs> it's a weird day. Slightly differing opinions, sure. Like, you don't have to agree with everything that your spouse says. And I think that's probably kind of weird and unhealthy if you do. Yeah, that would be weird. But uh, yeah, like, have differing political opinions. But like, I don't know. I still can't get over Kellyanne Conway and her husband's deal, man. I don't get it. I, I, yeah, the I don't only get it thing either. that is especially now. Yeah, the literally the only explanation is what Ag said. Yeah. Oh, the Fifty weird. Shades of Grey contract. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one thing if it was like a George Bush era sort of couple, that's right? Like, like Carvel and his wife. Yeah. Or uh, Schwarzenegger and his wife. Yeah. They're, you know, it's different. Right. Because then you're just big government, small government arguments. Yes. Not like I want to. You know, put babies Lie in cages, and, and I do not. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that or like, I would like to have the freedom to blatantly lie and never be held accountable for it, versus not being able to do that. I went out with that guy though. John Spurlock? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, how did you not tell me? No, the guy who wanted to blatantly be able to lie. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of liars, we have a Roger Stone update you do not want to miss. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. AG here. Did you know there are over 2 million burglaries reported every year? And that's one every 13 seconds. And that's not even including all the ham burglaries. Uh, The crazy thing is only one in five homes have security. Maybe because most companies really don't make it easy. I looked into some other companies. They made getting home security seem like an overly expensive and confusing hassle. And that's why I went with Simply Safe. With Simply Safe, there is no contract, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, and it's incredibly easy to order and set up, usually in under an hour. And it's designed to blend right into your home. No wires, no drilling. Uh, Simply Safe protects your whole home, every window, room, and door with 24/7 monitoring at a fraction of the cost. The police dispatch is up to 3.5 times faster because they use video verification. Simply Safe has won a ton of awards, from CNET to New York Times' Wire Cutter. Their prices are always fair and honest, with around-the-clock monitoring for just $15 a month. For me, that is so worth the peace of mind and security to know that nobody can burgle my beans. So visit simplysafe.com slash dailybeans. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash dailybeans. You'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose, so go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash dailybeans. Hey, everybody, burgle my beans. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) We're laughing so hard at that. (laughs) Because I wrote, you know, you write it and then you just don't know how it's going to sound until it comes out of your mouth. And there it was. Um, So if you're uh, a patron, you don't get ads. Sorry, you don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, I said burgle my beans. (laughs) So new Iowa polling shows Pete Buttigieg is ahead by at 22 percent biden has 19 percent and warren has 18 percent sanders is at 13 and klobuchar or klobuchar excuse me is at five uh, i'm reporting those numbers only because that's what was in the report i got so i'm not leaving anyone out on purpose those are just they those are the only numbers they gave me so 22 pete Buttigieg, you know is ahead. we had some patrons um or people on twitter recently say don't count out people to judge you guys like you keep mm-hmm. counting them out and i have to admit that i'm surprised by this poll yeah, that's a huge jump. Yeah. Yep. I I don't count him out. Um, but I, I have to admit that I did. Okay. Well. I, I, I didn't expect him to break into the top three in Iowa. And this happened after the Obama misreporting. Did you see all that stuff? Uh, yeah, I think this. Well, this poll came out today, but I don't know if they took the polls before okay. yeah, I the Obama stuff. Yeah, because I don't well, know if I you know talked about it mad, I know people are mad at him about that. Yeah. Well, so apparently he was completely misquoted. By the author. Oh, um, Pete by the journalist. Was. Yeah. 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 So he didn't say like anything about Obama. The journalist just heard that with his own ears, basically, and just published it. 
and then he published like a very remorseful retraction thread yeah. yeah just being like i am so sorry this is really really shitty that this happened especially on something so huge and that it's gone viral and this yeah, a lot sucks. of people reacted to it they did as if it was real do you see malcolm nance's tweet he was like buddha judges out yeah yeah it was crazy and he's an influencer you know right exactly there i mean that's one of those things that comes with collateral damage that you'll never be able to repair yeah, that's true. But I mean, apparently just... not. Because... Yeah, well, he's ahead. He's yeah. beaten Biden and Warren's in third. Sanders is in fourth. Hmm. And Klobuchar's in fifth place. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So <laughs> John Bolton. <sighs> anyway, Jordan, take it away. Because this guy. Yes. I don't um... even I'm so mad that he's just not testifying and he's just holding out for book stuff. Uh, yeah, so John Bolton, it seems like he's more and more sort of flipping on Trump, right? Because he, he apparently in a private speech last week totally shit on Trump's daughter and son-in-law. That would be Kushner and Ivanka, the grossest couple alive. Um, and and he, he was pretty much implying that Trump's approach to policy decisions, specifically in regards to Turkey, uh, he said that those decisions are, are a lot of the times motivated by personal or financial interests, which is a crazy indictment to make about Trump right now uh, when he's in the middle of Ukraine gate, which is entirely centered around lobbying for certain policies uh, that are contingent upon his own personal and financial gains. So this is a pretty big deal that he that he said this stuff. Uh, he He pretty much was kind of just saying this isn't like you can't run the country like you run your businesses when you have a sh- when you have a deal that goes bad you don't get to just stick your dig your heels in and just make everyone suffer for it you have to move on to the next deal and continue to work through something and really this is just refreshing honestly to see to see that he's coming out against this and it makes about him in this way publicly even though it was a private meeting but we all know about it so here we are <laughs> but i i i i think that this gives me hope that he will testify to Congress, and when he does, he's going to have some of those sentiments slip in, and that's not going to look good for Trump, ultimately. Yeah, and Bolton's always been, like, thrown fits about this stuff. The first time, I think December 2018, when he tried to pull out of Syria, um, Trump uh, Bolton was pissed about that as well. And then, you know, obviously this last time, and then, of course... Uh, in, and I've, I found the details on the on the Navy story when he called when Trump called Bolton at home. Um, business, and this is from Business Insider. They're reporting the U.S. Navy canceled a routine Black Sea patrol after Trump saw it on the news and called Bolton at home and complained it's too hostile to Russia. Um, the White House then ordered the Navy to cancel the Freedom of Navigation patrol that they've been doing. Uh, and this came out in Christopher Anderson's testimony in the impeachment probe. So I got the Christopher part right. I forgot the Anderson part. You yes. should have a more interesting name, Christopher. <laughs> Christopher Elegante. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bolton just through and through, I think, disagrees with how he conducts himself on a foreign policy stage. And he apparently has no issues talking about that. Nope. Doesn't seem so. Or talking shit on his kids. <laughs> I, I just thing. wish he would testify instead of like trying to hold back so it doesn't have any spoilers for his book that he's going to write you know Mm -hmm. it's a bummer it really is yeah some bullshit honestly (laughs) yeah i think uh, yeah and when here he is like talking about all the trump's policy decisions are just so they benefit him personally well here's bolton making a policy decision not to testify because it would benefit him personally Mm -hmm. so all these dudes are just a-holes did you know that uh erdogan is visiting on wednesday yeah which is today, if you're listening to this. Yesterday, tomorrow. 
on the a little day white house tea impeachment party. Yeah. What would you say? A little White House tea party. Right. Mm. Yeah. What a good God. look. What Gross. a good look for him to be hanging out with Erdogan during his impeachment hearings. Yeah. On the opening day. To hang out with Erdogan at all. Yes. It was probably planned that way. Well, I guess that wasn't announced until probably before the plan. Yeah, I think or after the plan it. was tripped. Was what am I saying? <laughs> the trip the was planned. Was let's, have a, let's have a nice beer and talk about the death of the civilian, shall we? Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ, yeah. grossest friendship mm-hmm. ever that he has with dictators around the world. Mm. Yeah, that's really gross. Ugh. And he he'll he'll come out and say it's beautiful, it's wonderful, Syria is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got ISIS on the run. It, it'll it'll just be a bunch of BS mm-hmm. that comes out of that meeting. Yeah. Meanwhile, reports are coming out that like. Turkey is directing forces on the ground to target Syrian civilians and stuff. Yep. It's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. And Happy holidays, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I know, right? Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the timing of the impeachment. Mm-hmm. What was the what was the purpose for this meeting? What did the White House... Other press briefings don't happen anymore, do they? With Erdogan? Yeah. What's the reason for that meeting? That he's coming on Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, no, like, it's just a White House meeting. Just a general He meeting. probably... You know what? If I had to guess, it's a reward. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. All White House meetings with foreign uh-huh. uh, leaders are rewards for something. That's mm-hmm. to, uh, that's just what it is in my head from now on. So if we think if we think long and hard about it, what would you want to reward Erdogan for? Not releasing the Khashoggi tapes, not releasing the Khashoggi call mm-hmm. um, for um, allowing, you know, him to pull the troops out and working with Putin to support the, you know, to so they can carve up the northern part of Syria together mm-hmm. and as a reward he gets Baghdadi in exchange for a White House meeting you know who knows how many because yeah. there's so many like back and forth bribes happening that it, it, it's hard to keep track of who's if they're even you know mm-hmm. like are we even Steven yet or does does Trump still owe Erdogan or does Erdogan owe Trump does right. Putin owe Trump does yeah, assuming all fascist sympathizing politicians kind of think the same way, for all we know, Erdogan could be going to thank Trump. Yeah, and I honestly think that none of them owe Trump a damn thing mm-hmm. because they've all got him, you know, painted into a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of Russia and Putin, interesting, interesting trial with Roger Stone. Jordan is going to give us a rundown of what's been going on. Yeah, so uh, today, Stone's trial looks like it's kind of coming to an end. Closing statements are expected to be given tomorrow. So, uh, or I, sh- I, sh- I should say at least the part where attorneys are cross-examining and, and questioning. Yeah, they both rested. Yes, rest. They both rested now today. Now we rest. <laughs> uh, yes. In, and it's honestly not been going very well for Stone. Um, the Department of Justice uh, pretty much said, yeah, I was going to... He wore his Baba Duke hat today. But yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Someone, the, one of the reporters that's on Twitter talking about it said something like, clad in a black hat. <laughs> like stage directions. Um, <laughs> Exterior. Yeah. Courthouse. Stone. Clad in a black hat. Wearing pebble Weather eyes. windy. Yeah. Wearing <laughs> weather windy. Wife. Colorful scarf. Black suit. Still with him for some reason. I can't believe it. I know. I don't get it either. But yeah. Uh, okay. So closing statements are happening tomorrow, which would be Thursday. Um, good luck competing with the impeachment hearings, honestly. <laughs> Gates. Okay. So Gates was the biggest 
witness today. He was on the stand. And Gates has not been helpful for Stone's case, obviously, or for Trump's for that matter. Because today we learned that Stone, this is big, we learned that Stone told Trump's top aides about the plans for the wiki dumps, which is a gross way to refer to them, but that's what I'm going to do, uh, wiki dumps, in April 2016. And once the campaign got the news about the incoming dumps, the flurry to try to strategically frame the dumps began. And that flurry, according to Rick Gates, entailed a call with Donald Trump himself in the summer of 2016. And he also said that Trump's remarks after getting off of this phone call indicated that Trump was aware explicitly that more information would be coming out. That is what Rick Gates testified. So two reasons why this is big news. Uh, Number one, it means that the Trump campaign was aware of the WikiLeaks dumps earlier than was previously understood. And two, this is the biggest one, it proves that Trump was directly involved in the talks surrounding the WikiLeaks dumps. And this is, of course, something that Trump denied in his written testimony to Mueller. So huge, huge, huge stuff. I don't get how that doesn't rise to the level of criminal conspiracy. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. Unless it was all handed off, hush hush, and redacted stuff, and because you can't indict Trump, and so maybe maybe Mueller's move was, I'm not going to indict anybody around him for this conspiracy, but that he did state in the report mm-hmm. that it did not rise to the level of criminal mm-hmm. conspiracy. Yeah, I did. So whatever's under those yeah black bars, presumably if it, because I would think that at this point, Mueller would have known that he would have already talked to Gates, right? So he would have known Gates' testimony and then been able to cross-reference that with his written testimony So and know that he was lying. Yeah, what's well, in the report. That phone call on the way to LaGuardia is in the report. It's just redacted. Yeah. And it's in the 302s that were released in the dump from FOIA from BuzzFeed and CNN when Gates uh, spoke to, to Mueller and told him that. Yeah. Uh, and it's in the call logs that the FBI agent um, said. So the only thing I can think of is that he didn't have, I mean, how, I don't understand, maybe because he couldn't get it out of Trump because Trump lied. Um, And that is, but I mean, criminals lie all the time. They're still indicted. So I I just don't understand. Maybe one day we'll understand why it didn't rise to the level of criminal conspiracy. Uh, I guess because he, he also made a point to say in his report that you have to be able to, to obtain and maintain uh, an indictment in order for it to stick and so maybe he thought that this couldn't you know be maintained maybe there was some weirder question about you know if I come out and say that Stone and everyone's guilty of, of this conspiracy that that is prejudicial and so it wouldn't be able to stick in a court of law or something but then but he's the court of law I don't know it's mm-hmm. just weird and you have to remember too that you know while we're sitting here like that's perjury that's Trump perjured himself he did say I do not recall uh, having any knowledge of that, right? Not I did not have any knowledge of that. Yes, and that's a common thing that the criminals say to to not have to stick to something. And I and I've 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 heard a lot of people say that that is not you know because he said I do not recall that that can be easily dismissed and a lot of people don't get criminally charged with lying for that. And that okay, fine. It doesn't rise to the level of criminality under federal criminal law. Does it rise to the level of a high crimes and misdemeanors? Mm-hmm. Is it is impeachable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Well, I have the direct quote here from Trump in his in his what. So he said that he had no recollection of the specifics of any conversations I had with Mr. Stone between 
June 1st, 2016 and November 8th, 2016. I do not recall discussing WikiLeaks with him, nor do I recall being aware of Mr. Stone having discussed WikiLeaks with individuals associated with my campaign, although I was aware that WikiLeaks was the subject of media reporting and campaign-related discussion at the time. So that last part, that they that he was aware that WikiLeaks was the subject of, of media reporting, that's also sort of a, a crux of their defense, too, because they're trying to say, we didn't, we didn't get a direct handoff of information. We just could tell by context clues of the, what was going on in the media, you know, that this was, like, coming, and that's why we started mm-hmm. plotting. And the second part of that is that there were discussions about it in the campaign, mm-hmm. amongst the campaign. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, so... Uh, Gates Gates said about this initial outreach by Stone in the months before Trump got the nomination, he said, quote, Mr. Stone indicated that WikiLeaks would be submitting or dropping information, but no information on dates or anything of that nature, end quote. So Gates is saying the combination of that tip from Mr. From Mr. Stone, I hate calling him that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Stone. Mr. Stone. Raj. Uh, yeah. The combination of the, the stone tip off and what was being reported in the media or whatever is, is what ultimately got them to start talking uh, between, you know, amongst themselves as a campaign as a whole. But that is, this is all just pretty crazy. It's like, I wonder, I wonder if it's pro- it's not going to have any bearing on the impeachment proceedings, I imagine, because you would think... Or, or do you think it could at all? We will find out um, in less than 12 hours. Yeah, that's About true. 12 hours from now, as, as we're recording this, it's almost 7 p.m. Yeah, if Stone stuff is going to come up. Yeah, because Schiff is going to give that opening statement and tell you everything that's going to be in the scope of impeachment. God, I cannot wait for that. Fuck. It's going to be interesting. Oh, uh, God. Because I'm, I'm honestly rooting that they put the... They're probably not going to include this, yeah. even though Trump lying is a big thing. It's perjury completely. Uh, and... Or maybe not completely, like you said, because of the but, not recalling thing. But, but impeachably, yeah, it is yeah. a high crime. Conceivably lied. And uh, I, I'm hoping he puts the Mueller obstruction of justice pieces in there along, rolls it up into one giant obstruction of justice ball of, you know, obstruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, of course, Ukraine. And I, th- I think that's probably what he'll keep it to. I don't know that he'll include this stuff or any anything from Mueller outside of obstruction of justice. Yeah. Exciting. Tune in. <laughs> Tune in to the thing you've already seen at this point, because <laughs> we release this tomorrow. Um, so, moving on, Gates also testified about Stone's requests for contact information of Jared Kushner directly from Gates in the spring of summer, uh, spring and summer of 2016. So, it seems that Stone was very much trying to get the Trump campaign in on the information that he had, or was uh, trying to insert himself in in some way there. So, I think that's. That's an important detail. Um, and then Rago, Rogow, have you heard of how to pronounce that? Oh, the lawyer? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm just going to say Rago. He's Stone's attorney, his defense attorney. He apparently spent a lot of time uh, trying to discredit Gates as a witness, trying to get him, which makes sense. That's like always a thing, right? We've talked about that. But trying to get him to say over and over again that he had lied to the FBI, even though Gates already admitted to all of those lies, uh, hence his presence as a witness in this case in the first place, probably. Yeah, and and he's not going for a lighter sentence or anything mm-hmm. else because, you know, he's already, his sentencing is in December. He's already been recommended yeah, pretty low. Yeah, mid-December, I heard, is when they're doing it. And so I, I don't think, I mean, he's just, he's not doing it for that, you right. know. But he was, he was not a credible witness, according to the jury, yeah. in the Manafort case either. They didn't believe him. 
Yeah. Because he's just such a bad dude. Ugh. Gross. All these dudes suck. Bad hombre. Yeah. But his testimony was pretty damning for Stone, and I hope that the the jury takes it into consideration and at this point sees him as a credible witness, Mm -hmm. I hope. Um, But so so the prosecutors, they- And Mueller corroborated it in his report. It's just all redacted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of redacted stuff for like around it too, not just Stone's Mm -hmm. name, which I'm sure- shows how Mueller was able to corroborate that. Mm-hmm. He's not just going to take Gates's word for it, I don't think, right. Right? because that's not how Mueller operates. Mueller has a bunch of documentary evidence already and then gets the corroborating uh, witness testimony from Rick Gates. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't have included it in his report had it not been corroborated by some sort of documentary yeah. evidence, call logs, etc. Yeah. So that iron, that, in that, um, uh, evidence, whatever it is, did not come up in the Stone trial. They are just relying on Rick Gates's testimony. I'm assuming. I didn't see it, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it might be. They might not be allowed to use it. I don't know, but it seems like it's in the Mueller report, and and I just don't understand if you've got that evidence, how that's not conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me either. Um, so the prosecutors, on behalf of the Department of Justice, they rested their case midday Tuesday. And then after lunch, Stone's defense team decided that they wanted to play the jury 50 minutes, 5-0, 50 minutes of audio of Stone's testimony to the House Intelligence Committee that he gave back in September of 2017. They didn't even give the jury a written copy of what they were listening to. They just said that they wanted them all to listen. That's it. So they just sat there just listening for like an hour to audio. Isn't that so weird? It sounds like that's, hazing the kicker. Yeah, that's It's that's very weird. weird. It's very weird. You know how you do that in a football game right before they're about to ki- you know, kick a, a field goal? You call a timeout mm. to mm-hmm. like throw them off the game. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. called hazing the kicker. I'm staring blankly yes. at you, but, I, uh, but I'm sure that that's a thing. In the football, sports ball. <laughs> I think get, your, get your leg all noodly and nervous. <laughs> they're, hazing, they're hazing the jury. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Right. Well, and also the portion of audio that they played apparently is the portion that contains his lies Mm. that he made to Congress. So I'm wondering if this is like the most sort of over their head way that that you could try to get that past them sort of no it's so weird it's so weird i don't under a I don't, shit lawyer though yeah well i also don't understand like what they thought that was going to do for their case i don't know maybe like listen to how cutie sounds yeah and these aren't lies or maybe i mean since i imagine that they're still trying to maintain this whole concept that this has been an unfair process or something they're hoping that the tone maybe the people in the jury will like pick up on some sort of tone that they see as antagonistic towards stone or something but i don't know um you usually wrap it up and say make your point right Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah that's weird yeah but uh then so his lawyers also filed a motion for an acquittal on every charge this today except the witness tampering charge because I guess they're like yeah that shit happened um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah probably motion to dismiss based on Mueller being a fraud or some shit yeah well <laughs> yeah they just can't quit trying to acquit that's literally all they do they over and over again quit trying to acquit yes <laughs> need to do legit to, to legit acquit to acquit yes yeah. <laughs> too legit to acquit <laughs> doesn't check out but no, that's okay <laughs> no not at all <laughs> too legit um. acquit <laughs> there you go that's terrible we're tired um yeah. a little bit a little bit <laughs> yeah jackson uh so judge jackson she she apparently like heard the oral 
oral arguments real quick on that motion and said she'd issue a ruling later and then she said that and this is a question i have she's going she's reserving judgment on it do you know what that means i'm waiting i guess okay because i didn't know if that meant like yeah i just didn't know what that meant exactly. i think it's just she's reserving judgment on that did she say anything else not that I'm re- reserving I judgment was... on that until not from closing arguments maybe maybe yeah maybe or maybe tomorrow because that's yeah oh that is tomorrow yeah so maybe or that's today, what she's doing <laughs> that's typically i mean that sounds like a normal thing a judge would do would be like i'll reserve i'm not gonna you know reserve judgment on i'm not gonna until, yeah decide on any motions until i hear your closing arguments okay. until everyone's so it's done for sure nothing conclusive then <clears throat> other than i'm not saying this now and i'm yeah. not saying this is like not going to move forward necessarily yeah okay cool that's how i would take it cool Thank you. Um, And then after that, they didn't call any other witnesses to the stand and Stone waived his own constitutional right to take the stand himself. So, yeah. Uh, But between him not being present for jury selection and then him not wanting to take the stand in his own defense, if I were in the jury, I I feel like I would kind of be sitting there like, does he even care what happens in this courtroom? No, he doesn't. And it's clear because he just is waiting for a pardon. Exactly. That was my next sentence. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I cut you off, stole your thunder. That was perfect. That was that was perfect. I think that that's totally what that lends itself to. He doesn't give very a strange. Shit. Yeah, very strange. Credico, uh, the witness, the 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 witness that was tampered. Was, <laughs> uh, he he went to the stand on Thursday, and apparently he was just like cracking jokes the whole time. And, and Judge Jackson had to be like, "Look, I know I get it. You're a comedian, but this is serious." Because everyone was like laughing in the room and shit. Um, but I don't I don't know how much. Credico's testimony actually wound up being super damning. Probably not much. He's not much yeah. of a credible witness. They they talked about his alcoholism and his uh, oh, issues God. before uh, he testified, and they wanted to make you know make sure everyone was aware of that. And uh, not that that makes you any less credible of a witness, you know. But yeah. but it does. I think probably in uh, the mind of a yeah, it yeah, probably taints you a little bit. Or whatever. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for that update. That is our show today. And so happy impeachment eve. Yay. Uh, Don't feel bad about feeling celebratory about impeachment. Um, Mm -hmm. We've been gaslit for too long. I'm with you. High five. Uh, I heard Scott Scott Dworkin tweeted that they're going to show it on all major news networks, apparently. That's true. Yeah. ABC, NBC, CBS. They're going to forego all of their programming. Oh, man. Uh, NPR or PBS is going to play it. Yes. Uh, I don't know if Fox News is going to show it gavel to gavel, but they are going to cover it. Of course uh, they are. CNN, cover of it course, up. Yeah, <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what they do. I'll, I'll flip over and see if they're even. If you know, if, if there's a guy from Duck Dynasty on, we know what's up. <laughs> uh, any any oh, final God. thoughts, you guys, before uh, before impeachment happens? Yeah. Get your kids Begins. to watch. Yes, dude. If you're if you're a cool parent. Let your kid take school off to sit home and watch impeachment trials. Yeah, or I wonder if they're going to do it in classrooms, too. Or not too. trials, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's I, true. If I were a teacher, I would be showing it in the classroom. I mean, it is pretty historic. It's extremely you know, it's very historic. historic. I mean, can yeah. you imagine, like, being like, nah, we didn't get to see the impeachment stuff for Nixon. We were in school. Like, that probably didn't happen. Yeah. But I honestly don't know. 
My uh, my dad used to do this cool thing in Vegas whenever it rained, which was like very few and far between. He would come and take me out of school and we would go and like go bowling or like some random thing on the strip yeah. to like celebrate rain. <laughs> That's living in a desert for you, dude. Yeah. It <laughs> literally rains like rain. twice a year. Yeah. Oh, and when so. it rains, it's like <laughs> rains mud because of the monsoons. Yeah. But uh, but take your kid out. It's rain and justice. Yeah. It's rain and justice. <laughs> it's rain and justice. <laughs> do, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. That'd be uh, so fun, though. Seriously, you'll cherish that memory forever with your little liberal demon child. <laughs> <laughs> Start making memories now. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Um, I really appreciate it. Do you have any final thoughts, Amanda? Um, I'm going to go get some ramen with my wife now. That's Aww, wonderful. That's going to be really nice. nice. We're going to ha- have some ramen and then have a cuddle. Ah. I have some friends bringing me some food. Yeah. Yay. Which I love. Yay. So I'm friends are good. excited about mm-hmm. that. And food is love. Yes. Mm. And love is food. Love is real. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you for putting up with our kookiness today, friends. Real yeah. is love. It really does like expose interesting caverns of the brain. Exhaustion <laughs> and stress. <laughs> Exhaustion and podcasting and stress mixed together. Yeah. <laughs> um feeling love. <laughs> Tomorrow is a great impeachment crowd. Day. Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Just ignoring her while she sings. Love is wanting. Sorry, that goes out to John Cryer. You're welcome, Ducky, and uh, everyone who else got that who got that reference. That interview was awesome, he's, wasn't it? Yeah, he's, a fantastic he's so man. smart. Yeah, we should have him on again sometime. Yeah, I think we will. Totally. All right. Well, everyone, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. And let's watch impeachment. I'm Ag. I'm Jordan Coburn. I'm Mandy Reader. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>